0: welcome to the Sencho. buckle up and enjoy the ride as we talk about all things gaming and beyond hello and welcome everybody to the Sencho, my little video game podcast passion project that uh, was born out of this freaking pandemic i mean what else is there to do than think of something and make it your own right something you always wanted to do and never got around to it well it's finally here and i'm happy for it um and we're gonna get right into the first section here which is going to be what's on the news and we're gonna start with the epic game store database leaks that got uncovered recently it included two game titles one of them being final fantasy 7 remake which is not really a huge surprise to me because all the other titles eventually made it to the PC platform. But I'm happy for it nonetheless because I finally get to play it and I'm a huge Final Fantasy VII fan. I think it's one of the, uh, one of the most amazing JRPGs of all time, if not the most amazing. So uh, yeah, that's just great news to me. The other one here, which was Alan Wake Remastered, this one really surprised me. Because I had no idea that this was even in development or that anyone really asked for it, honestly. Uh, I played the original all the way back in the day. And if you played it yourself and finished the game, you know that it ended on a giant cliffhanger. Because it was always supposed to be a video game series. And even though rumored the Alan Wake 2 game never came out and never saw the light of day. And instead we got a pretty shitty DLC. Uh, which kind of rubbed me the wrong way on the whole Ellen Wake idea, but I mean, here we go, it's coming back. And uh, will we'll, I will guess we we'll have to wait and see how this does, because I'm pretty sure that the next Ellen Wake 2, whatever, is gonna rest on the shoulders of the success of this one. So we could end up in the same freaking situation that we were in uh, however many years ago now. Uh, waiting for another Ellen Wake 2 which would be kind of hilarious or sad depending on the point of view you have next up we have the Among Us developers talking about their burnout after their giant Twitch uh, success and uh, yeah I mean they are a three person development team and I can only imagine uh, especially as a developer myself what kind of pressure you're under when you have millions and millions of players breathing down your neck with their huge expectations for the game. Uh, They're expecting you to one-up yourself with every update, and while you're doing all of that, you are trying to get on different platforms like Xbox and PlayStation, and just try to keep your shit together, really. Um, And at the end of the day, every little thing you do is gonna be uh, looked at under a giant microscope, and it's gonna get criticized, I mean, The internet is a very vocal place and it's also a very rotten and foul place when it comes to comments and a lot of those comments are not going to be nice. We all know that much. But uh, in the end, they they went on saying you can't go up forever. Peaking isn't a bad thing and we'll do what we can with the game and once there's no more ideas, we're not going to force it, which is a very healthy stance to take as a developer because... I mean, every game goes through this cycle. I guess this was their their time for it. You're gonna have a player base that peaks, you're gonna have your Mount Everest of player base, and then it's gonna trickle down to the core. Uh, You can see this in any game, really. Um, And uh, that's just how things go. But I'm happy that they, I I also think they said that they uh, hired some developers to help them out now which is a good thing and um, I'm happy to see that they have a healthy stance now and that they're not gonna like just die under the the immense pressure they they were under. Next up we got some Bethesda news here about Starfield being an Xbox exclusive. They went on saying that it will make for a better product. Uh, My good old friend Todd Howard said these uh, things and uh, I mean I call him the new Peter Molyneux of our age kind of because uh, we all remember the fallout 76 presentation which included the phrase it just works which was uh, pretty hilarious but also sad at the same time and this time he said by focusing on those platforms you really get to lean in a lot on making it the best it can be for those systems which in my opinion is just corporate garbage honestly because you're missing out on the entire playstation player base which you will never make up for um but yeah i thought it's just an interesting bit um and i mean i whenever i see some todd howard statements i just have to lean in on those because it's always a good time next up we got the back for blood developers turtle rock studios saying that you require a constant internet connection to play their game which is back for blood um the follow-up to left for dead uh which i mean that's not a good thing but i know that for some developers nowadays it's a necessity which fucking sucks i mean that's the world we live in uh, i remember playing the diablo 3 uh, on launch and what a what a disaster that was And uh, I think also Hitman, the the Hitman reboot, I think it also required a constant internet connection, which I think there was an outcry back in the day about that too. But yeah, I mean, if you want to play the game, you got to have internet apparently, which kind of sucks. But they said um, on Twitter that they are looking into ways that they could support offline for the future. So I guess at least we got a statement about it that they're looking into it but uh don't get your don't get your hopes up guys Uh, they always tend to say things and then just it never happens so there you go next up we got some breath of the wild 2 news uh from nintendo saying that they they're not ready to reveal the title of the game yet because it would give too much away which uh, i mean if you think about it it makes sense uh, their titles always give you a, a basic idea what it's going to be about or what's going to be in the game if you think about wind waker or skyward sword and that kind of stuff so they're going to keep it under wraps for now which i think it's a good decision i'm not a big fan of leaks um because it takes away the element of surprise i mean i like uh things being announced and and the feeling of being surprised and being like oh fuck man they they're gonna they're gonna release this or that and um yeah it's always exciting so yeah we're not gonna get something for now unless it leaks next up we got uh george rr R. martin um saying that elden ring is a sequel to dark souls which was already kind of talked about i mean the game really has a dark soul flair and look already um I mean, Elden Ring, the uh, E3 trailer, it blew me away. I'm super excited for the game. And um, this is kind of confirmation that uh, this is a Dark Souls sequel. So there you have it. They also um, they also had a little bit of news about the multiplayer section of the game. Director Hidetaka Miyazaki uh, talked to Famitsu, which is a magazine in uh, Japan. And he talked about elements like phantoms, bloodstains, and messages... Which apparently can all be assigned to a group. They're gonna have this whole group system in the game, which is kind of like the um, the password system they had before. You can just have like a, a group tag, and then if people join your group, you're gonna see the messages of those of your group with a priority, and you're gonna find players more easily, and all that that sort of thing. So um, I mean, that makes me happy. I always thought the uh, the Dark Souls multiplayer is kind of janky. Um, and maybe this is gonna make it better. So I'm looking forward to that. I'm a giant Dark Souls fan and um, I'm I'm super looking forward to playing Elden Ring because because it looks amazing uh, Last bit of news here. We got loop hero the 1.1 update which I want to talk about because um, I mean I played the game on launch but it kind of didn't click for me it just I was missing some features that they're actually implementing in this patch which makes me want to go back and play it again um features like save on the go because before if you started a run you had to basically abandon your run and only get a certain amount of resources from what you already gathered and that fucking sucked dude like i can't believe that they didn't have this feature on launch but the outcry helped and now here we have it uh, other than that they're gonna add a perk deck which uh i have no idea what this is gonna be but uh, i can only imagine it's gonna be like a passive buffs or some sort um they're also gonna add a speed up which for me is a huge deal because i thought i always thought that the game is way too slow i just i was just waiting like one run took forever it felt like and i just tended to just abandon it and I, i just felt bored really um Then, other than that, they got some inventory management, deck switching, and new tiles and new enemies. So, that's just good old free content right there. So, yes, um, I'm looking forward to this, and I'm going to try it again and see if I like it this time around. Cool, so in our second section of the podcast, we're going to talk about what have I been playing. And uh, the first game on my list is Hotline Miami and Hotline Miami 2. Uh, I went back and played that game all the way through, which then triggered me buying the second game right away, which hilariously was on sale at that point. So I guess it all worked out in the end. Uh, absol- absolutely loved my time with it. I mean, it's this super hard, unforgiving, skill-based brawler slash shooter and a top-down, crazy synthwave retro look. And if you've never played it, I highly recommend going back and doing that. Um, Also, the story is surprisingly deep and it's absolutely bonkers. And uh, if you want to understand it, it is really hard to follow it throughout the game because all the events are overlapping and you're going back in time, then you're in the future again and all that kind of jazz. So there's a guy on the Steam forums who actually wrote up the entire story in... uh, A fashion that one can understand so i highly recommend checking that out as well um so yeah i mean what what else is there to say about hotline miami if you if you never played it go back and play it that's that's all i can really say about that um second on the list is minion masters which is my cozy one-on-one slash two-on-two uh summoner game I mean, there's mobile games like this. I, I forgot the name of the mobile version actually, but this is basically uh, base versus base and you select a hero and you can build a deck with minion cards and you can spawn those minions and you're trying to def- destroy the enemy base, which uh, sounds a lot easier than said and done. Um, I played this game when it came out, actually when it was in, I think it was in beta or something and uh, they tend to release the dlc of the game for free on the first day so if you want to check it out uh, make sure that every time they release some dlc that you're gonna ha- get a notification and grab it because afterwards it's gonna cost money and i mean money paying money sucks right so <laughs> there you have it um third on the list which is also street fighter 3 so i guess it fits is uh, street fighter 3 third strike on fight kate um i'm a huge fighting game nerd and i love fighting games i love watching fighting games i like the thrill of them i'm not very good at them to be fair but uh third strike i ever since i saw the uh, i mean super famous video at this point ever so ever since i saw the daigo parry if you don't know what that is go look it up it's amazing it's one of the most hype videos in video game history and ever since then i had a i had an incline to play third strike and you can do that now on fight Cade with uh with uh, rollback netcode which is amazing and yeah i mean i'm just grinding it out i'm not very good as i said but i'm getting better at this point Uh, i'm a Ken player yes i know top tier scrub but uh, it doesn't even matter what character you pick because they will destroy you anyway because there's parries and all that jazz. So yeah, if you never if you never checked out Third Strike, I mean, I can't I can't blame you for that. It's a pretty old game at this point. But uh, make sure to check out and watch a fight or two on YouTube or something to get the gist of the game. Um, it's highly entertaining, I would say. Um, our third section here on the podcast is what am I looking forward to and i got some bangers in here i mean i talked about loop hero 1.1 already but i also picked up uh griftlands recently which had its 1.0 release and it looks like an amazing uh deck building i don't even know like deck building roguelike roguelite actually uh the art style kind of reminds me of hades uh which is a good thing because hades was i mean one of the best games in the past decade and um yeah it has some pretty cool interesting mechanics like having a deck for fighting and also having a deck for arguing so you can not only fight people and knock them out you can also try to convince them to help you on your missions and all kinds of jazz so i'm really look for- looking forward to checking that out um, the other thing which is already released which is um, guilty gear strive Guilty Gear Strive looks uh, amazing. I mean, it topped all the other fighting games on release. It already sold like three hundred thousand units, which is, man. I mean, it's a huge success, and that's really what the fighting game community needed. It is also it might be the game to uh, bring everyone together, uh, which kind of happened with Dragon Ball Fighters um because uh they kind of did a soft reboot i would say they made the game a little more accessible and that brings new people in and guilty gear i mean it's a staple in the video game uh in the in the fighting game not in the video game also in the video game but anyways Uh, in the fighting game scene and uh it it has the power to bring everyone together from different fighting games like if you're a street fighter or a tekken player then uh lots of those people are checking out the game as well which is great so um right now i'm pretty much watching uh guilty gear strife on twitch a lot and uh if you if you never if you never saw anything about it you should check out justin wong he's one of the fighting game legends he's playing this game like pretty much every day i think and you can also check out james chen which does a lot of beginner fighting game streams and he will teach you some basic concepts so If you've never gotten your foot into the fighting game scene before, this is kind of the gate to go through, I guess. Okay, here we are on the fourth and final section of the podcast, which is going to be where to get some bang for your buck, um, which is going to be game sales focused. And I got some uh, fanatical.com bundles here for you, which I will go through the games list and just pick out the ones that I recognize and kind of know about. So they have two bundles that I got for you this week. And one of them is the build your own summer bundle. This one includes uh, Redeemer enhanced edition, which is like a really brutal top-down brawler uh, type of game. And uh, if I come, if I, ugh, I can't talk. If I remember correctly, it also uh, implemented a local co-op mode recently, which is cool. So if you want to play with your buddy, there you go. Um, then there's hard west which is kind of like an XCOM in the wild west game Uh, also very uh, narrative focused i think so if that's your thing check it out then we got um, shadowgate 2014 which is a remake of a really really old like hidden object point and click adventure and uh, i actually played that myself so uh, expect a lot of trial and error in that game but it's uh, i mean if that's your thing it's a fun time Um, next up we got air memories of old which is like a super artsy uh, exploration adventure game i actually played through the entire thing and uh, it's a fun time you can turn into a bird which is a cool thing and fly around which feels super smooth and and kind of yeah almost mesmerizing so that's cool so i would definitely check that out if that's your kind of thing uh, we got the Outcast Second Contact, which is a super old adventure game that got remastered, uh, which I have in my Steam library, but I didn't get to uh, around to play it yet. Other than that, I see um, the Overlord Ultimate Evil Collection, which is a minion type of game. You are this evil overlord that has to uh, enslave the entire planet or whatever. It's a pretty, pretty fun game. From back in the 360 days, and I would highly recommend it. It got some pretty janky mechanics and graphics, but um, I would definitely uh, check that out as well. Other than that, we got Chroma Squad, which is a poo like isometric XCOM Power Rangers game. You're kind of like making your own TV show and you have to entertain the people, so you have to, uh, which is actually a cool mechanic, I think. You have to make a great show instead of just doing the same thing over and over. You have to mix it up and, uh, get the ratings in. Uh, other than that, we got zombie night terror, which is like a 2d zombie control game where you have to, I think it's like puzzly also. I didn't play it yet. I have it in my steam library as well. Um, but it really looks cool. and has some good ratings and other than that, I don't see anything else super interesting in here. I mean, uh, Betrayer? I think I recognize that one. Betrayer is a first person horror game which made the rounds like years ago. So if you're into the horror genre, check that out. Okay, other than that, we got the Killer Bundle 17, which uh, in this bundle you actually buy all the games at once, which includes the games uh, Battlestar Galactica Deadlock uh don't know much about that game but apparently it's a 4x turn-based strategy game then we got Plane planescape torment enhanced edition which is a obviously a code classic crpg so if you uh if you want to get your foot into that here you go that's the bundle for you black sad under the skin which is like a almost telltale like um adventure detective game with uh all the characters being animals uh, besides that we get the railway Empire which I don't know nothing about other than you're building your railway Empire well wow, congratulations uh, Tower of Time which is kind of like a dungeon crawler you're going up this Tower of Time I think and it's like a party based RPG you got undead horde which is similar to um, overlord actually you are a necromancer and you are um reviving dead enemies that then fight for you and i actually played it a little bit but it didn't really click with me so um but maybe it's the game for you it uh, got this low poly art style and you go around questing and stuff and then lastly we got out of space which is a multiplayer co-op uh i think it's a party game i'm not entirely sure. But I think you're like working together to keep your space station in check. So, if you want any of these games, go check it out on fanatical.com. All right, in the very end, I uh I mean, I can't even believe that I finally fucking did it. I always wanted to do a podcast as I said in the beginning and uh, I finally got to round and make my first episode. I know there's many things I can improve on and I hopefully will. I hope you guys stick around for that and tell your friends about this. Uh, I'm not only on anchor.fm, I'm also on Spotify. So share and all that nonsense and I'll see you guys next week on the flip side.